This is the Opening Market Podcast for Wednesday, November the 23rd, the day before Thanksgiving. On the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, I'm Dustin Huffman. We're talking with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, we're getting ready for the Thanksgiving holiday break, but markets still moving a little bit today. We saw some soybeans give back momentum here right before the close of the overnight. What's going on? A little bit of choppy trade, a little position going into the holiday weekend. Uh, we do trade in normal hours today. We are off tonight. We don't trade tomorrow and on, you know, in observance of Thanksgiving. And then we do trade at abbreviated session on Friday, opening up at 8.30, closing a little afternoon. So a little bit of probably positioning in front of that, in front of the holiday. Beans right now, Dustin, a little bit of a tug of war going on right now. We did get a China purchase announced this morning at 8 o'clock, which will be a little bit supportive. We're also watching the weather in South America. Brazil weather looks good. Argentina weather, I'd argue, looks a little bit dry. So that's kind of a mixed bag. We've got other problems going on right now in South America. The president that lost the election, he officially hasn't conceded. Some of his pro, some of his supporters are now blocking roads to some of the ports. That's got people wondering if that's going to hinder the ability of the South Americans to execute exports out of those ports potentially, as well as just maybe some political violence because, um, you know, you know, just the uncertainty of also a lot going on in the world. And that just may allow some of the trade, like I said, just to move to the sidelines so they can maybe take Friday off and enjoy a long holiday weekend. Well, nothing wrong with that. You know, definitely uh, everybody's looking forward to that. Now, going over on looking at corn, I mean, it did finish a little higher. We did talk about soybeans, but look on the corn side. What are we looking at? I mean, obviously our harvest is pretty well wrapped up. I mean, what, 96 97% done, they said this week. I mean, what are we looking at in the markets that's moving it or, or not moving it? There's not much going on with the corn. We're holding the 100-day moving average on most of these contracts. They're getting a little bit of technical support there. The corn and the wheat market, what they'll be looking at today, folks, is positioning for option expiration. The December options all expire on Friday at the close. So you're going to get maybe some traders that are making some position adjustments to mitigate maybe their option risk going in on Friday. Now, if the market doesn't move much, you won't have a whole lot of you know, option risk, but potentially if you had an explosive move, I mean, the re- the reality is as, you know, Thanksgiving is an American holiday, the we will be closed, the rest of the world will be trading. We do have a war going on in the Ukraine, obviously, which throws a lot of stuff into the air of uncertainty. So, you know, potentially you could come in on Friday and see a hard move that could skew the option plays, which could force option sellers potentially to have to cover their positions one way or another. So, uh, like I said, a little bit of maybe more evening up than anything else would be my guess is what we're going to see today. Now, for you brought up an interesting topic. You know, the rest of the world trading, and you know, obviously, still wars going on and things going on in South America. You know, if if producers are out there looking at their market strategy, I mean, what are the things that they need to think about if they want to protect themselves as something is happening while we're not trading, and then also coming back to something really volatile if the possibility were to arise. Well, I mean, right now, which if you're a producer out there, I think you just got to look at where's your profitability right now. Um, you know, don't get caught up on the actual price. Look at, you know, look at your balance sheet, see where your break-evens are. And we'd argue, you know, if you, if you haven't sold a lot of grain, you might get a little bit more aggressive. Consider buying puts or something, at least into the holiday weekend or something else that we're also focusing in on, folks, is a potential train rail strike right now. Um, there, that seems to be a real possibility, potentially. Now, I would guess that there's a lot of political pressure to not allow that strike to happen. Some estimates have to true, that would hurt the economy by one to two trillion dollars because so much of our, Everything we consume from corn to diesel is moved by rail. 
So there's going to be a political pressure to get it done. But if we're saying that you would have a rail strike, all of a sudden, Dustin, grain that you may be moving to the ethanol plant, that ethanol plant may all of a sudden decide he doesn't need the grain because he can't get rid of the ethanol. Same thing for meal and soil producers. So, you know, if we'd have a strike, you could see a negative movement in the basis. So there is some risk. If the producers are worried about that risk, you know, we'd encourage them maybe give us a call, but, you know, consider using puts as a way to, you know, put some protection under that market. You know, it's interesting. I just talked with uh, Senator Joni Ernst yesterday, and she was talking about that subject. And, you know, their whole of Congress, you know, both sides of the aisle, they're urging both the, the unions and the president to get together, try to find some common ground, find something that works. Because, as she said, Congress can step in. They don't want to step in, but they will step in if they have to. And I think they will. I mean, the reality is it would have been very hard politically probably to step in and make a big, you know, pro-union against union, however you want to argue it, right before the fall elections. The reality is we're past the elections. I think Congress will step in at the last minute if something can't get done and force a deal and force these people back to work. And I know there could be some political, you know, the fear would be some political retributions, but the reality is when you think about it, we are, you know, what is politically motivating the market or talk about today Five weeks later, we're talking about something else. So I think Congress will step in. There's just, it's not the corn market moving to the ethanol market. Let's be honest. What they're worried about is, like I said, a lot of the world's energy, a lot of the U.S. energy, a lot of the energy we use to heat our homes, to keep businesses running, move by rail. We can't afford, and Congress can't afford to let that not happen, especially going into the holiday period. So I think, like I said, the odds are very, very unlikely that a strike will happen. But if it would happen, I would believe it will have a negative impact on the cash market. Let's move over to the livestock side of things. Cattle and hogs going into the holiday, you know, in the holiday season. That's where you start to see more of those proteins start to come up, whether it's, you know, those those prime ribs or, or whatever people are doing. What are we seeing in those markets? Well, overall, the, you know, the cattle market kind of gapped higher here at the beginning of the week. It's kind of consolidating right now. We'll see what happens if it can sustain upward momentum. I'm a little, little bit worried about the cattle market because I think, you know, economically, you're seeing a lot of people travel Christmas. But as we wrap around through the holiday season, you get into 2023, I think you're going to see the Christmas bills come due. Money's getting really, really expensive. I think that is going to be a drag on the protein market. The reality is the Fed's coming in in December more than likely they're going to raise the interest rates another half point, another three quarters point. And that's just going to make life more expensive. Not to mention you are starting to hear the economy slow down. Now remember, Dustin, this is what the Fed told us what would happen. They said, look, there's going to be pain by raising interest rates. Well, we didn't see the pain at first, but we are now starting to see the pain as you're starting to hear more and more companies start laying people off. As people stop laying people off, people feel a little bit uncertain about their own employment situation. They tend not to spend as much money they tend to find ways to save money and that tends to be one way to do it is move away from the higher proteins costs and move to lower cost proteins or something else so it's something if you are a protein producer be it hogs cattle whatever it is be very very cautious to begin to 2023 if the economy does really slow down and slows down too hard i think that would have a negative drag on the protein market so you could consider buying puts just like the grain guy does as a way to lay off some of that risk on the same token, you know that kind of buying the puts, but you're also looking at the situation. Hogs aren't like aren't like hogs and cattle aren't like grain where you can store them if you need to hold on to them and not sell them. I mean, obviously they've got to move at a certain time. How do you protect yourself there with the puts? How does that work? 
Well, right now the puts just remember. I mean, you're just putting a floor in it till you actually have to sell the cash grant. You know, hogs. I mean, uh, there's puts for every contract month for every delivery period, and you just try to line those up when potentially you may be taking those hogs to market. I mean, it's just an idea. It's all going to come down to the economy. I'm just a little bit worried about the economy because it's not just the U.S. economy; it is the world economy. We export a lot of protein to around the world. China is a huge problem right now. Potentially, um, a couple things going on. China's taking her first loads of corn from. Brazil from us. So that kind of shows you how China's looking at the U.S. Um, we are a politically, you know, we're kind of disagreeing with them. Um, and then on top of it, they're dealing with a huge COVID crisis. They are getting, they're seeing 20, 25,000 new cases a day. They're continuing to lock down people as a way to fight COVID. If you look on the news story today, there's stories about some of the employees at Foxconn, the big producer of iPhones, essentially kind of having a little bit of a riot there because of the lockdown and what's going on there. And every time that happens, that causes problems in the China economy. And if the China economy slows down, the demand from everything in the world slows down, from corn to beans to wheat to hogs and beef potentially. We sell a lot of protein to China. So if their economy starts to slow down, you're going to feel it in Iowa as well. So it's just one of those situations that, you know, the, the argument we're encouraging producers to do is don't get caught up on the price, get caught up on your break-even. If it's profitable, this may be a very good time to lay off some of that risk and lock in those profits, whatever way you want to so choose to do it, because there's definitely a lot of black swans, uh, you know, swimming or, you know, flying over our heads and, uh, you know, a couple of negative days in these markets. And all of a sudden, what looks like a very profitable year in 2023 could become a very, um, you know, unprofitable year. So it's just something to consider. All right, Jim. Well, thanks so much for the insight. If folks want to talk some of those strategies with agmarket.net, what's the best way for them to get in touch? You can reach me directly at 815-665-0461 or reach any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758. And one other thing, I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Well, same to you, Jim. Be safe and enjoy what whatever you have at the McCormick household. I'm sure it will be delicious, right? Thank you. I appreciate that. That again was Jim McCormick of AgMarket.net joining us here today. Let's go ahead and look at the numbers for you. December corn two and three quarters higher at six fifty nine and a half. March up three and a quarter at six sixty two and a half. January beans down three at fourteen twenty six and three quarters. March down three at fourteen thirty three and a half. November twenty three new crop down three and three quarters at thirteen seventy two and a half. January meal up fifty cents at four oh five fifty per ton. Soy oil down thirty seven cents at seventy one oh seven. December Chicago wheat down one and a quarter at seven eighty nine and a half now down two. Minneapolis up three cents at nine forty nine even. Kansas wheat down two and a quarter at nine twenty three and a quarter. Oats down a nickel at three ninety one even. December live cattle up a nickel at one fifty three eighty five. November feeders down forty nine cents at one seventy five thirty six. December lean hogs up seven cents at eighty four thirty two. Pork cutouts unchanged at ninety four sixty. Class three milk unchanged at twenty one oh three. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of AgMarket.net for joining us here on the Opening Market Podcast. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters.